Washington, Queens, for our first super fun event of my super evening. It's time for the entertainment. Me. Please hope to applause until the end. Welcome back to This Blonde Can Talk About Everything. This is episode 26, I think. I'm not sure. I'm really bad with numbers. It's probably 25. No, it's 26. But it could be 27. I don't know. If you've been listening to my show, then you know that I can never seem to remember what episode I'm on. So welcome back. If you haven't been listening to my show, this is episode one and you haven't heard any of my um, mistakes and welcome, not welcome back. I was supposed to have a really, really talented, super, like, amazing guest on this week, but unfortunately, he had to cancel because his granddaughter's visiting, and I think that's a little bit more important than my show anyway. So I decided I'm going to bring my mom back because Simon of the Extra Features podcast, who is a, a liar, um, called and and talked to my mom on the phone um, and when I asked him about it, he lied and said, that kind of phone call never happened. But Simon, he, here's what you don't understand. My mom is not technologically savvy enough to delete phone calls from her phone or mine. And um, I have a call log. So if a call uh, has been answered while I'm sleeping, then I know that I didn't answer it. So congratulations on being caught uh, for being a liar. <laughs> um, Simon asked my mom, like, how did she meet my dad? Which I don't know why anyone cares. Um, there's not going to be a TV show called How I Met Your Father about my dad anytime soon. Or also, he wants to know what I was like as a kid, which I don't, again, I don't know why, because I don't think I've changed, like, at all. But anyway, um, I, I brought my, my mom back, back here on, on the show, so, um, she can talk to you about how she met my sperm donor um so mom uh how did you meet my my um my my sperm sperm donor well i met him at a place that i worked at as an underage waitress as an underage waitress what is an underage waitress an underage waitress is someone who is 14 years old serving alcohol when you have to be 19 14 is illegal to work it was but um i not very smart and ran away from home to um, find a man to not be an old maid. Nobody ever accused you of being smart. But um, why do you keep saying this old maid crap? Because back in the 60s and 70s, that's how it was. You you went to school, you got an education, you got married, you had children, and you started your life. Well, first of all, I have a couple of things to say about that that probably has nothing to do with that. Excuse me. Coronavirus. No, okay, that joke wasn't funny. Um, first of all, my mom keeps telling me that I would be an old maid today, if whatever. But I'm not an old maid or a young maid or a maid of any kind because I'm not a maid. And I've never been a maid. In fact, I got a job at Wendy's when I was younger. And they asked me to wash the floor. And I said, I don't wash the floor at home. Wash for yourself because I'm not a maid. So there's that. And two, it's actually... You're, you, what you said is actually wrong because it's going to school is where you learn that you need to get a car, a house, and a family. That's where you learn it at school. That's your, the first place where they start to condition you to be an adult is kindergarten, where they start teaching you about you have to have a, a car, a house, a family, a, a husband, whatever. So 
really the education system exists to deprogram children. So whatever you are between one and four, they don't want you to be that person anymore. They they want you to grow up and and become like all the other 30 kids in your class. So that's where you learned that probably at school. And every parent's like, you need to get an education. You know, some of the most um, successful people in the world have no education. Einstein had no education, but he somehow turned a letter into a number. So, yeah, I don't I don't I think that mentality that you're talking about wasn't a very good mentality. It wasn't, but that's what it was back then. You know, the picket fence, the car, the, et cetera. I'll just take a mansion, um, like an engagement ring that's so big. I need a, another person to carry my hand, 17 cars. And I'm going to buy all of this shit myself because I don't need a man because like, I'm not any kind of maid. Well, then you'll have to hire a maid because somebody's got to take care of the mess you make. I make a mess when I'm what when I'm dressing myself or when I get myself ready. I make a mess. Guess what? So does every single other person who is an artist. I'm sure. It's I'm true. Very sure, and I'm sure that they put it away themselves. They so do I. It just takes me a while. <laughs> I'm actually the most organized person. Like if you try to find, if you want to, if I. Bleh, if I want something, I know where it is. Like my mom borrowed this bikini that I had out of my closet and I asked her if she borrowed the bikini and she should have known better because I'm OCD about where I put my stuff and what order I put them in. And she said, no, I never did that except the bikini was put in like the hanger was put in the opposite way than I would put it in for one. For two, I found a, a digicam with a whole bunch of pictures of my mom in my bikini. It wasn't a bikini. It was a, a sorry, it's a, called a monokini. Okay, it was that. It was cute. It was a hot day. And you lied. And I had been feeling very down on myself. So you lied. So I borrowed the bathing suit. And put it back wherever you felt. No, I just turned the hanger the wrong way and that's what happened there. Wasn't even in the right section. No, it was in the right section. It was not in the right, it was not in the right section. Anyway, so uh, this has nothing to do with how she met my father, but whatever. Right. So I met your father at work. Uh, we became an item. Should have left him at work. Tell me about your friend from work. Uh, my friend and I worked at the same restaurant, and uh, your father came in. He was the cook, hired, got hired to be the cook. And your friend was a hoe. My friend, yeah, she liked men. And she's still a hoe today. I haven't seen her in 24 years, so I wouldn't know. The last time I saw a picture of her that you creeped her Instagram, she still, or whatever website it was, she still looked like a hoe. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) She doesn't know. No, I I would not say that in case, uh, you know, she's listening. Even if she's listening, I didn't say her name. It's not like I said, hi, uh apple tree like lynn it could be anybody give me name lynn anyway with that said i ended up with the father of melanie sadly i wish i would have let her take him but But then before she ended up with the father of melanie she ended up with the retard oh i shouldn't have said that word i'm sorry she ended up with the well actually no i am going to stick with that word retard because i think that there was 
is something mentally wrong with my father. Like he's not like um, he doesn't have like I don't think he's diagnosed with anything like that. But I think that he's actually has a mental handicap and I'm not joking at all, which is the sad part. But <laughs> so he went to the 7-Eleven and broke a bottle of glass over someone's head and then called the police on himself, which is pretty stupid. And then he got himself put in jail and stood up my mother. Yeah, he stood me up. We were supposed to go to the cottage and meet my parents that day. And when I got back from the cottage, because I wanted to find this amazing man that I thought was such a prize, well, lo and behold, I get a phone call from my former boyfriend saying, did you see the Ottawa Citizen today? And I went, no, I just got home from the cottage. And he goes, well, you know that guy that you left me for? And I thought, yeah, what of it? Well, why don't you go get the paper? So I did. And there it was. His name in jail, assault causing bodily harm. Which boyfriend was this? Was this Ray? That was, uh, yes, Ray. So the last couple of years, well, yeah, the last couple of years, I met my mom's boyfriends from high school. One of them was Ray. And, you know, I wish he was my dad, to be honest, because the the only bad thing he does is he drinks too much. But that that's one thing. He was really nice. And then I, this is the creepiest thing. And that's a, it's kind of a funny story, but it's not. My mom had another boyfriend from when she was a kid, but they're not boyfriends anymore. They became friends. And, like, he was involved. He wasn't involved, but he, like, blew the whistle on some people who committed a murder. And the person who got murdered was my grandparents' friend. And because I knew them, I got fucking dragged down to the police station with a detective when I was, like, 11 years old to get fingerprinted so they could clear me as a suspect. Can you believe that? 11 years old, you were worried that I killed somebody? I don't think so. But anyway, I, I'm not going to mention that boyfriend anymore because, but he, he, they should have called the, he should have been on the front page of the paper. Never mind the one with the breaking the glass, although that was stupid. But I really liked Ray. You really should have stayed with Ray. He was nice. Yeah, he was a nice person and I'm glad I didn't stay with him. He has seven children. Before that. Yeah, no, he was busy getting other girls in the neighborhood pregnant. Oi. Oi, yeah. I wasn't one of them, thank God. Anyway, with that said... Thank God you got pregnant not long after by an, a, a person that I think is actually retarded. Well, um, he was a broken person and I thought I could fix him because that's what I am, a fixer. But it, I, it didn't work. So best to be done with that. So that's how she met my father. Right. That's how I met her father. And I wish that I was sick the day that that position became available. I would have never met him. So then after, I don't know, he went to jail. I actually read some of his jail letters. which were, They were very alarmingly um, um, illiterate. Like, it, oh, the spelling was so bad. But not just the spelling, even the things that he was saying was like so incoherent and didn't make any sense. This is why I think that there's something wrong with him. Not just only that, 
like he has like a he's he can't stay with any women. I don't even know how many children he has. I think maybe fifteen, honest to God. And he he can't like he can't do any he can't do basic things like he can only do things like I that that don't need to be done and just uh, that's why I think that there's something wrong with him. So I'm going to stop saying that word or at least try to. But when I actually think that that he is that way. So my mom had a child with him, which means that I might actually be that way too. But I, <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, yeah, and then Simon wanted to know what I was like as a kid. So I was born one day out of my mom's vag, like everyone else. Yes, she was born all right. After she was born, uh, dad went home. He was tired. I, well, see what I mean? Like, my dad's tired from, from my mom giving birth. 72 hours in labor, a minute apart, folks. I was drained. How How is he tired? <laughs> I don't know. What's he tired from? Not being able to have a beer. <laughs> Sponsored by um, TV 12 beer, which does not exist. Anyway, I uh, went from there to having a visit from his brother. My mother came. My brother was there. Oh, her mother came all right. She thought it was a boy. So she came into the hospital wearing high heel shoes and a fur jacket just to rip off my diaper and make sure I didn't have a penis. Yes, because my brother called everybody to say that it was a boy because we were pointing that the head was coming and he assumed that it meant it was a boy. With that said, oh, about an hour later when they brought little Melanie to be fed, my father arrived, gift in hand, two dozen roses, long stem. It said, congratulations, princess. Princess, I was his queen. No, no, I'm the queen. On that day, I lost the title, and it said so. I still have the card today. Anyway, um, I had dressed her up pretty because company was coming. She had this cute little pink pajama. And my father wanted to hold her so he could wrap her in this blanket that he had purchased for her. By the way, my blankie. <gasps> no. That blanket stayed with her till she was 11 years old. It had only just holes in it. It didn't have holes in it anymore. There was no fabric. It was like all pieces. It was just a gigantic knot, okay? And if, and before she tells you, oh, Ill, I couldn't go to sleep without that blanket because it was the warmest blanket that I had. <laughs> ever had, ever had. Believe me. It was the ugliest, dirtiest. Uh, it wasn't dirty. It was stained. It was hell to take away from her to put in the washing machine. You threw it out the window and i never seen it again. Anyway, this gigantic man comes in the room, grabs my baby. My baby grabs her his finger. Grabs the baby and kidnaps it. No, he didn't. Yeah, well, he kind of stole her. Yep, he did. He did. You know, when you have a child, you say, wow, this... This belongs to me, and they're going to love me unconditionally, and we're going to be best friends, and we're going to do all kinds of amazing things. And then my dad walks in, and in 2.3 seconds, that baby is gone. Where did I go? Did I vanish? Nope. 
you became two parts of a whole together. He needed you, you needed him, and together you formed this bond that should only go on between a mother, a father, and their children. It didn't happen for me. No matter what I tried, no matter what I did, it was prepare, 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 prepare. Melanie was a chronically sick child, and no matter what we tried, it didn't work. Whether you walked her in the stroller from 10 to 4 a.m. up and down the street, it did nothing. But if you called prepare, prepare come in, pick her up, lay her on her belly, and boom, she was out like a light. So the connection was very real there. And quite honestly, I'm a little bitter over that. Because oh, my God. That was my my little pride and joy. And we were going to be best friends. But we never did. I And I never kind of like felt the bond that my daughter and my father had. Ladies and gentlemen, this is sponsored by the, my therapist who will soon need his own therapist. I don't even have a therapist. <laughs> anyway, that's the story of Melanie growing up. That's the story of Melanie being fucking born. Born, yep. Growing up, she was crazy. Hilarious. I'm the same. I didn't change. She was. She'd do anything to piss her dad off. I, I, well, I wouldn't do anything to piss my dad off today. If I seen him, I'd give him the finger. One night, she had this stupid dance, you know, that she would do. You know, she calling the dance stupid. But let me just say this: some guy. <laughs> This isn't a joke. Some guy went all the way around the world and got paid like millions of dollars a couple of years ago for going around the world to doing the exact same thing that I was doing when I was like five. Anyway, I had this sectional sofa, you know, and this really long decorative table that was very in style. It was kind of high. And my husband jumped over the couch and the table to run after my, instead of going around like the normal human being would. No, no, no. He had had enough of this famous dance. I never seen <laughs> two feet run so fast as they were hitting the back of her backside as she was running. I don't think I ever did that dance again. Oh, no, you did that. Not to him. Well, he was Probably to you. He wasn't much around much after that. No, that dance, that dance got me in a lot of trouble. I was, I wasn't a bad kid, but I did like to do things that piss my dad off, like right all over the wall with chalks. And then the next day, I got a chalkboard, but I, I don't even know how he knew that I was writing on the wall with chalk. It was white chalk. Because he wa- walked into the bedroom and you were writing on the side of your dresser, and that's how. No, no, he came. He he started reading it off the side of my. Fucking wall. No, it was the dresser. It was the gray one. No, mom. The right where you came into my room, turned on the light. He came in. I had written stuff on there, and I don't know how he managed. He read it. I don't know. He must have had X-ray vision, like Superman or something. I don't know. He was so mad at me. Well, when wasn't he mad? No, but he was really mad at. See, another thing. My dad used to do things like this. Grab me by my hair, pull me upstairs. How can you do that? How would you explain that to social services? 
CAS or whatever it's called. <laughs> and you know why he did that? It's not even fair. My His mother lived in my basement for some reason. And one day I was down there with my cousin. And me and my cousin were eating, but, like, my food came from upstairs. And her, Yeah, yeah, from my house. And her food came from my, my grandma's house. And my cousin said something to her, and she thought that she said, fuck you, but that's not what she said. And she took both of our plates and threw the food in the garbage and was like, oh, yeah, fuck you, and threw the, that in the garbage. And that's how I got myself pulled up the stairs by the hair because he thought that I said, fuck you, but it was I didn't even say anything. That That's the truth. Well, yeah, I know. My cousin, my dad's family, they, they, something is wrong with them. <laughs> oh, no. One time my cousin, she told me that I dare you to shit on the floor. And I'm like, I'm not doing that because it's not normal. But apparently it's normal for her. So <laughs> She did it. And it kicked it under the bunk beds. Yeah. And a banana also in the drawer. That was in the Nancy Solomon's drawer, the banana. It became very, like, stinky, and every time I would go downstairs to do laundry, I would <laughs> and these little black fruit flies are flying everywhere. And this was my mother-in-law's apartment that we had let her live with us. So why would you not be cleaning underneath the bed when you're sweeping? <laughs> my, my mom, she came downstairs, and she saw the poo, and she's like... What the fuck? What did she say to you? Who said? Oh, she said you did it. No. She said the dog oh, did yes, it. My dog. My poor dog. <laughs> the dog that lived upstairs. I could barely climb down the stairs because it was so small. So, yeah, it wasn't the dog. <laughs> it was pretty big for dog poo. Uh, yeah, human poo. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin made me do when I was a kid, this is after my grandparents died. She got me kicked out of the pool, I think, every day for the whole summer. The YMCA, be clear, you were not with Dennis. No, we had a different one where she would taught me this trick to get myself stuck in the tube slide so we could end up going together, which is dangerous. Don't ever do that to anybody in your life. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. She, she used to get me, she got, she got me kicked out of there. She got me kicked out of the uh, shopping mall because she took her pants off in the middle of the clothing aisle instead of trying on like in the try on room, like normal people. Uh, she just did everything bad that she did. I, I did it with her. For example, well, let's go back. I'll go back to being a kid. I think I started being a normal kid, like actual child when I was like two. And then I started being like doing performances, and that never stopped. I don't know what I old, what age I was in the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe a year and a half. Okay, then a year and a half I would started the performances because that the living room was a that was the Wizard of Oz. I'm telling you, it looked just just like it to me, and and. I had to dancing around the table and the oh my my poor grandpa. Every day he would take me to Zeller's. Hi, do you have any red shoes? Nope, not today. I think the day he finally found a pair must have been the happiest day of his life. Yeah, for sure. Maybe he should have bought two pairs. <laughs> and I wore them until the bow fell off. 
And I, I loved those those stupid red shoes. I used to play with. So yeah, that's when the performances started when I was like uh, one let's, years old. Let's let's tell them about how when Melanie went to school on my first day. Of school. Never mind my first day of school. Well, how about my first day of daycare? I went to daycare with my grandpa. Everybody knows that story. But um, they what they don't know is that he's the reason that I got kicked out, not me for one. And tell them what, what happened. Well, my father would go up to other children and any toy that Melanie wanted, he would say to them, it's time for you to change toys because everybody has to have a turn. Everybody has a share and everyone has to learn to share. And he'd walk away and give Melanie the toy while this poor young boy was screaming and crying. A boy. A boy. Yeah, he was a little boy. Oh, yeah. Why did they play with boys' toys? It wasn't a boy toy. It was a, a like a hippopotamus that you pressed on and it played music. <laughs> anyway, so I get a call at work one day that says, Hi, uh, Mrs. So-and-so. Yeah, please do not send your father or your daughter back to daycare ever again. full-time I need daycare she's going to be going to school next year she has to interact with other children and the line went dead so daycare became over at nanny and prepares it should have just been that way in the first friggin' place and don't forget the part where your mother went on and on that she thought that he was crazy and losing his mind and maybe she thought he needed a doctor well, maybe, maybe. And what would you tell a doctor? My, my husband's going to daycare. Is this normal? Uh, no, it is quite normal. Some people can't detach. And obviously, he was very close to you and couldn't detach from you. And then my parents think it's a good idea to send me to school, literally next door to his house. Like, how many oh, days do you think I stayed there? That was because I went to work in the morning they babysat you. They walked you over to school. We did not think that every time something would go wrong. Which was every day. Home to my dad. Every day kids were mean to me. And most of the reason why they were mean to me is because of that. Because my grandparents lived next door. That wasn't why. So I was going to get very close to the, your grandparents. And so what? Well, they didn't have Is them. it my fault that their grandparents were deadbeat grandparents? No, that's not fair to say. It is fair to say. If my if my ch- grandchildren asked me to go to daycare, I would go. You would go? I would go. You don't have the patience. Oh, yeah, I would. I would if it was my own kid or my own grandchild. Sure, she'd Anyways, after daycare, then I went to regular kids' school, where um, my first year of school, I learned how to say, Hi, mommy, you fucking slut. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So my daughter is no longer going to school next door to my mom no, and dad. Before them. And this used to be the school that I went through. So it was a Catholic school. So first of all, the bus came and left and no daughter. She was not on the bus. So my grandmother wanted to go to the bank and pull money out just in case somebody called for a ransom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I call the school. I get a school call. Go back and wait at the bus stop. Your daughter will be there. And there's people waiting around. And here comes my daughter in a beautiful dress, nice red shoes. 
and she says to me, Hi, mommy, you fucking slut. <laughs> I called back to the school and asked them what the hell was going on. Like, what are you teaching people at school? And they didn't have a clue who Melanie was. Because they had called me during the day to say, your daughter isn't in school. And that's when I had to tell them, oh, my God, you have to call her Dorothy or she will not answer you. Called method acting. She was method acting at three and a half years old, folks. I think I'm a method act everything in my life. So when I was in that grade, when I called my mom a fucking slut, that's when I started to get report cards. And ever since then, all my report cards said the same thing. Melanie needs to learn to stop talking. Melanie needs to learn how to stop being disruptive. And I would get straight A's in how to dress myself and straight A's in how to be dramatic and straight no A's and everything else, which is kind of sad because when I got older, my like in kindergarten, they put my reading and writing at like a C level. But when I was in high school, I was reading like way beyond reading and writing way beyond my class. Like people in my class never did their homework. So maybe I just thought it was really smart. I'm not sure. No, you were, you were really <laughs> smart. Cause first of all, what most, I don't know if people know this or not, but in high school, Melanie was very sick and I never went to school. She went to school a total of 61 days in four years. She was diagnosed with, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, I was like 17. Yeah, she was 17. And I would go to school and bring in her homework. And one day, the principal gave me a call to say that uh, Melanie deserved a break, that although she didn't have the school hours... They let me graduate. No, they didn't let you. It was under the circumstances. Your work was done. They How do you fail a kid whose grades are higher than everybody that's sitting there in the fucking classroom? You can't. But one day I get this phone call a couple hours before this event is about to start that my daughter was getting awarded this kind of award. Oh, I got like an award for being the best in English class. Right. And I had no clue. Neither did I four hours before like that's a proud moment in a mother's life and especially under the circumstances that your kid is sick i mean she probably just thought that that principal was calling for me to tape down my boobs again oh jesus yes melanie was heavy chested and the principal calls me and tells me you need to tape down your daughter's breasts and i said What are you talking about? This is part of nature. She's had them since she's nine years old. There's nothing I can do, nor will I put her through this kind of abuse. And I didn't even, I dressed like I was 50 years old. Yeah, turtlenecks, high heel shoes, blazers, dress pants, you name it. Melanie wore it. But to go on to say this, Melanie spent a lot of time in arenas. What does that have to do? You go from an award show? No, we're we're done with the school part. Okay, so it was a proud moment and you were upset that you only got four hours notice? Yeah, because, you know, I would have loved to have your father there to say, hey. Who cares? He's going to show, he's not even going to show up. Well, his mother would have showed up. Showed up for what? They don't give a fuck. They were cold-hearted people. But 
thankfully, because of these cold-hearted people. You I can, became Mrs. Bobby. And then we're going to talk about Bobby again. Hi, Bobby. How are you doing today? Probably fine. Hi, Bobby. I want to talk to you about something. Oh, God. First of all, thank you for being there for Mel. Thank she you for making great. me want to be Mrs. Bobby for how long? Seven years we were Mrs. Bobby? Probably. No, but, my, but my favorite part, Bobby, was this. Oh, my God. Melanie comes up to me and says, we need to go to Western Union right now. Oh, my God. Yes, because Bobby needed $50 for shoes, but I'm pretty sure he used it for drinking money at 17. And I'm thinking, why am I paying for his shoes? Because you sent fucking Dorella. So I did. We went far away from home, went and sent the money to Bobby. So, Bobby, Melanie has an event going oh on. God. Yeah, Bobby, owe me 50 bucks. Pay the money. Just ask her about it. But listen, I think you're awesome. I thought you were going to be my son-in-law. Sorry, Sarah. Poor Sarah. Every week she gets to hear about I was almost Mrs. Bobby. But Sarah has two beautiful children. And a very unattractive husband. <laughs> so make an awesome couple. But thanks. Her and him, yeah, not me. Thank you, Bobby, for always being there for Mel. Thank you, Bobby, for the annoying phone calls when you were at the baseball game and you were yelling so loud that I could hear it. Thank you, babe. How are you, babe, with that cute New Jersey accent, babe? You were an awesome influence on Mel. Um, most boys would have wanted. I'm so lost. You were. You thought more highly of Melanie than the Puck Bunnies. So for you, I am eternally grateful. The other person I'm eternally grateful. Oh God, for, Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza. The only thing I couldn't quite understand about Jason Spezza was. What was it that Melanie saw on, in Jason? It wasn't just his drive. It wasn't his eyes. It wasn't just his ears. It was his drive and determination. And I guess, Jason, if you're listening, I thank you very much for that because you made this girl determined and who she is today. And I know what she did on game. And cut. Yeah, I know what she did on game day and how much she cares about you. So just know cut. that we are very thankful to you for being such an amazing person. You would be a very fucking terrible actor because I called cut on that twice and you ignored me. But I did not disclose any information. No, I cut it because I wanted to keep you to stop talking. So <laughs> um, I don't think this is like not about me as a kid at all. This is what I was like as a kid. Annoying, hyper all the time singing all the time playing guitar on the fucking patio at my grandpa's house pretty often and i'm pretty sure that the neighbors probably wanted to kill him because i wasn't very good at it uh no not at the guitar i was and i just fucking even nanny would go inside when i'd start that no i just wasn't good at at that thing never learned it um i used to like to go to the cottage and catch fish and and yeah, put the plastic worms in my grandma's pants. Um, <laughs> I like frogs, but my mom would freak out about. Them. You know, my my mom and my grandma they were so mean. I caught this fish one summer. It was like a little fish, and I had him all summer long. He was in the bucket, and I loved my little fish so much. And we left at the end of the summer. I said, "Prepare, can I bring my fish home with me?" 
And he said, yeah, of course. And my mom and my grandma yelled at him and told him, no, Red, she can't bring the fish home. It's going to die. No, no, no. And my grandpa just ignored them and, like, put the fish in the trunk anyway. What happened to your fish? When we got to the city, the fish was dead because the bucket fell over. (laughs) But still, at least he tried. Yeah, he did. He always tried. But you didn't because you're mean. Because I knew what would happen to the fish. (laughs) What else did I... Oh, oh, when I was a kid, I used to play a game with my father as well. It's called Hawaii. And that game is called um, When Your Mom Leaves, I'm going to go to sleep downstairs in the basement. And you're, you, you pretend to be my mom. And when then what happens next is your grandpa comes banging at the door and asks you where your father is. And um, when you tell him you're playing Hawaii and he asks you what Hawaii is and you explain it, he goes downstairs and doesn't wake your father up. But flips him off the couch. So that's the only game I ever played with my dad, I think. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. No, actually, you played cards with him the day my father Well, yeah, I, I played card with him when he, cards with him when, when my grandpa was dead and he let me win. That doesn't really count. Uh, what else did I do? I liked concerts, like bad concerts of bad music that you don't even want to know about because it's for old people, and I liked it because it was friggin' weird. Um, yes, I had a crush on a singer who, if I was cross-eyed and bull-legged, I asked him for a kiss when I was, I don't know, four, and then when he tried to give me a kiss, I started crying, which means when he got close up, I saw that he wasn't very attractive. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was just as a child. She found him not attractive, and today she finds Ben Affleck attractive after he's been in how many? No, films? I already said it. <laughs> Ever since Ben Affleck, I don't know what happened. He recently slipped, fell, and landed in Jalo's badge. And ever since then, he doesn't have a chance with me. He has zero chances with me now. He ran out of them. Now I've moved on to Casey Affleck. I wanted to share with you um, at the cottage. In July, we would have business in July, and we would decorate our boats and do floats on the the river. And Melanie was in the cottage changing because Santa Claus was about to make his grand entrance on the Sea-Doo. But before Santa Claus came, and I'm not quite sure what the hell this was, but it was a really ugly chicken probably from the quebec side from the cockroachy or something like this and my polite beautiful little girl also i was going to say something that i forgot it was standing there and she looks at my dad and she goes i don't want to see the fucking chicken well i was like three you were a year and a half Okay, well, why would you put this chicken? It's like, it's like, what, what do chickens and hot dogs have to do with Santa Claus? There's no reason. It should have been a reindeer, not a chicken. In the like summer. Hot dog, you know, and got some props in there. I'm not quite sure. But my mother was insulted. My father picked her up and walked away. That's the day my dad mooned everybody. That's the day your dad mooned everybody. And that's the day that we were filming Melanie near a cute little puppy. And we said to Melanie, oh, what a cute puppy. Melanie goes petting the puppy. And I said, 
Melanie, don't kick the puppy. And she turns around as I got her on film and she kicks the puppy and looks at me and goes, I didn't kick the puppy, mommy. Because I didn't. The puppy kicked me. Okay. <laughs> it kicked my foot. Um, so apparently this episode has turned into like a bunch of weird stories about me. Oh, here's the best one. You know that cousin that I was talking about? She was hooked on these chat lines. Oh, God. I was maybe 12, and I didn't know anything about sex at all. Or I think the most I, I knew about sex is that I thought Nick Carter was really good looking, and that one day we should have sex, but I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, and my cousin, she's weird. Her mother's weird, and I guess she introduced her daughter to the phone sex. And so she starts calling this phone chat sex line, and she's like, oh, putting like putting me on the line with her. So I'm listening to this line, and, and this lady, this one guy says to her something like, I'm going to eat your pussy. And she she knew, that's the thing, she knew how to respond to it, but I didn't. And I didn't understand it, so I'm like, with what, a knife and a fork? Like, I did not understand at all. Like, I thought this guy was coming to eat my cat, which was dead at this point. And then so she, she she was so addicted to this chat thing that we would go to the pool and she would go to the payphone and call the sex line. So one night, like besides sending, you know, taxis, pizzas and people from that sex line to my neighbor's house where I used to live, I moved and she called the sex line and I was on there with with her. And some guy says, well, I'm going to come over. What's your address? So we gave my address across the street so we could watch from the window. And and I guy says, what would you like me to wear? So I said, nothing. And I didn't think anybody would actually be stupid enough to wear nothing. He gets in a taxi in a trench coat with just just a trench coat. And when he came, oh, oh I'm traumatized. When he came over. You're traumatized. I'm, I'm tra- traumatized. I'm traumatized. He opened his jacket like a flasher. You're traumatized. I am traumatized. He opened his jacket like a flasher and showed his naked self to my neighbor whose husband was out. She was alone at home with two small children. <laughs> now. Now, who's, okay, but who, whose idea was it to go on those lines? And who taught me about those lines? I, I, I taught myself? No, I, I'm sure it was your cousin. It was my cousin. She also taught me how to moon my grandma and get chased up the stairs. Right. But in all fairness, how fair was it for you two girls to do something? It wasn't. But who taught me it? I wasn't doing it on my own. Oh, my God. The police knocked at the door. Yeah, the police showed up. And these two. Oh, not me. It's not me. That's not true. I admit it was me. I look to the police officer. I don't even drink. I go. Yeah, I guess it was me. I got drunk last night and called the, the chat line. She doesn't she doesn't drink, but she did one time enough that she showed up at her ex-boyfriend's house, drove up onto the curb, took her dress right off in front of everybody. So, I mean, she doesn't drink at all, right? You don't no. drink? You don't drink? No, I don't drink. Did you do weed candy to go to a driver's license? Did you give me weed candy to go to my driver's desk? How how would I give you weed candy when I've never touched it in my life? Okay, here's the story about the weed candy. And that's going to be the last story because this has really turned into a, a, an episode of 
like my fucking strange life, which I should probably make a segment because there's a lot of it. I have chronic insomnia and I heard that CBD can help you with that. So I asked my mom to order me uh, CBD gummy bears, but not THC gummy bears. And she ordered them with THC. Oh, and she gave me not just one, but like the, the guy on the phone told her to give me more than one. So I took like, I don't know, half the little bag. And then I got really sick. And I started screaming. I sounded, <laughs> it sounded like Matthew McConaughey. For real, I just kept screaming, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And it was not even funny. And like the time was taking forever to pass. And I was so sick. And then she called the guy back and he told her, I told you, didn't tell you to give her the whole thing. No, he said to cut it in four. Well, you gave me the whole thing. I got so fucking sick. I was sick for like three days, guys. Like I had to go do my driver's test the next day and I got lost on the bus trying to get there for one. For two, I was crying because I was so sick and lost. And my mom was bitching and yelling at me that I needed to go get my driver's test, even though I was high. Isn't that the truth? It is the truth, but I didn't believe you were high. You didn't believe I was high? It was almost like I was so fucking white, I looked like a ghost. No, you look like a ghost every day. No, I don't. I, okay, I look like a fucking white toaster that you buy at Walmart. Yeah, you look three sheets to the wind. That's called, that's what you say when someone's drunk. So, yeah, I mean, these are all these crazy, st- this, is, this is a Simon episode. But wait a minute, I just, oh no, you know. In all fairness, Melanie did a lot of weird, weird things. What do you mean? I still do a lot of weird, weird things. Have you seen my hair from one day to the next? But her heart is big. She would do anything for you. To say that she was a bad kid? No, I never had a kid that took off at night time. Actually, that's a lie. I did take off at night a couple times. uh, Got drunk. That did drunk. I never had issues with that. So... In all fairness, her hyperness, her stupid dances, her... They were not stupid. Farting. Somebody became... Her farting. issue. Yeah, she had an issue with farting. What kind of issue with farting? She can burp on command. I mean, she not can anymore. and burp. But, but, but now, what farting problem? How can you have a farting regardless, problem? Regardless, the truth, the, the, the long and the short of it is Melanie was... A very good kid, regardless of the stupidness, but she's an amazing word. woman today. She's a one that I'd like to slap. Up what is a farting problem? Oh, you would fart on command. Remember, your cousin told you at her wedding to burp. That wasn't. No, she told me to fart, and I burped by accident. No, 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 no. You didn't burp by accident. Yes, I did. And I turned around and gave you a fist to look. The at fist you. that you've been giving my whole life. Yeah, to smarten up, you're in a church. You were laughing and because it was an accident. No, I didn't. I couldn't fart on command, but I do remember one time sitting on the floor, and my cousin told me that if you sit on the floor, your farts are louder. So I did, and my grandma came running upstairs, and she said, "Who got shot?" So, yeah, that's that. There are too many stories. This is, as I said, this is a Simon episode. It's a Simon request. He requested to hear more about how my parents met, which is like, who cares? And uh, about what I was what I was like as a kid. And I'm pretty much the same way that I am now, except now I don't have a grandpa to drag around everywhere. But if I did, I probably would. 
So there's that. I I, re- I haven't changed. No, you haven't changed. And I'm the same. And mentally, I'm like her six. Grandpa is going to return. Well, he'll come back. I I think my grandpa's been reincarnated already. I think my grandpa's been reincarnated as a hot dog. Oscar Mayer. No, the one that you're scared of. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a story for a different day. So I, this is probably ran long. I don't. I didn't time it. I think it's probably an hour. Um, so there's been a, maybe an hour of my nonsense. Not even my nonsense. My former nonsense. I mean, who knows what nonsense I did? Which after the age of twelve, you didn't hear any of that. You didn't hear anything I did after my cousin. So there's probably an episode. Probably no, 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 no. There's probably an episode too. Bobby, whatever. I mean, Bobby still is my life. Bobby's my Bobby. Bobby, who listens every week to this, who has watched probably every music video, every damn thing I ever did, a hundred thousand times, if he could find it. Uh, who would probably watch my same film over and over and over again if. He could, he could, he could find it. He would because Bobby's like my biggest supporter. So Bobby is still my life. He's my longest, my oldest friend. I've been friends with Bobby for a long time. I mean, I'm glad we didn't get married because I think we would have been a terrible couple. Uh, Yeah, sorry, Bobby. (laughs) Hi, Jason and uh, And Jen. But don't bring Jen into this. There, there is still okay. I'm just, I mean, hi Jen, but there is still a, a slight possibility of me being Mrs. Jason Spezza because Jason would say, "What does she mean by that?" <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Jason would probably be like, "Yeah, if only I was a, a bad enough of a person to actually get a divorce from my wife who beats me." Wait, what? <laughs> um, no, that was a joke about Jason's wife beating him. She, I don't think she could do that. She's really small. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this has been, as I said, this episode is brought to you, usually my episodes are brought to you by Tom Brady and the TB12 method. Um, this one was brought to you by Simon from the Extra Features podcast, who made these requests and tried to lie about having talked to my mom on the phone. So I tried to save you, Simon. I tried. I said we didn't talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both got caught. So yeah, I, I don't like other people answering my phone. It wasn't you. Are you shaggy? Yeah, I, was to the I even yeah, caught I you on camera. I, I caught you on camera. And it, I saw you banging also, sofa on the sofa. I'm really sorry, Simon. You, you even did it in the shower. Version of the Backstreet Boys. We're not going to talk about the Backstreet Boys. Sorry. I had to reply. It would not be fair to the wives or girlfriends at set time, but they were not, they were not married. I will be late, don't stay up and wait for me. I said I can't hear you, I'm dropping out, my battery is low, just so you know. I'm going to have sex with Melanie's mom, gotta go. (laughs) Okay, yeah, this is just a bunch of nonsense. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Nonsense, because it is nonsense. And hopefully, if all goes well, my guest will be with me next week. And not with his granddaughter, but if he wants to use his granddaughter, that's awesome, too, because I'm all for that. So thanks for listening to me, uh, Melanie, with uh, two L's, not one, because my parents didn't know how to spell. Uh, (laughs) You can listen to this on the host website, which is Extra Features. You can listen to it on uh, iTunes. If you listen to it on iTunes, 
make sure you leave us like a little rating or comment or whatever. I actually don't know how it works, but I'm keeping told that it helps us. So go ahead, go ahead and do that. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, you can't do any of that, but listen to it on Spotify, SoundCloud. I think you can subscribe on, on SoundCloud. I'm not sure. Um, and iHeartRadio, and I think you can subscribe there as well. And this is my first time mentioning that you can subscribe. So maybe, maybe go ahead and do that if you've got nothing else to do today. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's pretty much it. If you want to leave a comment, you can leave it on my Twitter, um, at a blonde who talks. Let me know who you'd like to hear on the show or who you, or rat weather, what you'd like to hear me talk about. Somebody put in a request for, Jensen Ackles this week. I don't know if that's going to work, but I'm going to try um, and and see if he'll if he'd like to come on and chat about um, screencraft. Because um, full disclosure, when I invite guests on, personal lives are off the table, so you're not going to get that. <laughs> also, still still doing this uh, this free promotion stuff. Head over to Etsy, ignorant underscore gentlemen they just put out a new coffee blend so go check that out it's delicious i'm pretty sure if i drink coffee i would say that (laughs) Um, so check that out and make sure you subscribe and all that stuff if you're interested in sponsoring this show you can message me or simon and we can make that happen for you and i'm just going to end the show by saying This episode has been brought to you by Michael Salberg Family Wines. You can check them out at michaelsalbergfamilywines.com or on Instagram, um, Michael Salberg Family Wines. So thanks for tuning in, and I will be back next week with a guest or potentially by myself talking about myself. (laughs) Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, year, month, whatever. And if you're not going to tune in again, well, thanks for, thanks for giving me a chance. I appreciate it. Bye for now. Gotta go.